Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the Embodiment Doula Podcast, a place where diets aren't a solution and your body is no longer the problem, where you learn how to finally stop being at war with your body and yourself and start loving your body and yourself so you can live the life you're dying to live and do the things you've been dying to do. My name is Tess. I am the Embodiment Doula and someone who not only survived, but healed from a severe eating disorder. And now I'm at a place where I deeply love my body and that has inspired me to help other humans to heal their relationship with their bodies and food. I'm your host, Tess Halpern. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Embodiment Doula podcast. And I'm so happy to have you here with me today, Deanna. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be back and I love being on your show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so today's topic is about movement and I wanted to explore the concept of finding movement that we enjoy. And so I reached out to Deanna to see if she also had inspiration to speak to this topic. So if you're struggling with finding movement you enjoy or getting motivation to start, this episode is for you. So first, I want to talk about the basic concept of finding movement or exercise you enjoy, just to clarify so we're all on the same page. Exercise is a bodily activity that enhances or maintains physical fitness and overall health and wellness, which can be as simple as moving your body for an increase in energy or simply you just like how you feel to wanting to feel stronger. So exercise or movement, and just to let you know, we're going to be using those words interchangeably. Um, Exercise is not just about changing the shape of your body. Maybe once you can only run half a mile, and now you can run a whole mile without stopping due to whatever physical activities you've been doing. And I also want to add to that that you get to define what physical fitness looks like for you because being physically fit isn't just about being able to run or do every yoga pose. It truly looks different for all of us. And the best part is everything we're talking about here today, you get to choose how it looks and feels for you. So longest beginning I've ever done. <laughs> so it's the very topic- loaded. <laughs> yeah, I've got to cover those bases. Yeah, absolutely. the topic we'll be speaking about is how do you find movement you enjoy? I want so I wanted to like share most of like adults I know when they talk about movement or exercise, it's simply usually just like working out or yoga. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty much the two things mm-hmm. I hear. Whereas in like my life where I'm at, movement is like so many things and I just wanted to share like what movement in my life looks like and maybe mm-hmm. you want to do the same depending on what's going in my on in my life. Like usually I go for long walks every day. We've been doing ballroom dance mm-hmm. lessons. We play tennis yeah. on and off um, and I specifically do shoulder strengthening exercises that have been given to me by a physical therapist. Um, mm-hmm which is something we chatted about, but I actually want to invite you to share what movement looks like for you before I start asking you questions. Sure. Um, So one thing right now when we're recording, it's summertime. And one thing that I love about my sort of being cognizant about what movement does mean in my own life, and this has always been true, but I didn't realize it. And now instead of fighting it, I really embrace it is the way that I move changes from season to season, as does most of my life. 
Um, so yeah, just lean into it. So right now it's summertime. So I'm walking so much outside. I'm walking through the parks. I'm walking through the zoo. I'm walking at, you know, tourist destinations because people come to visit me. And so I take them to all the cool places around town and we walk, I walk up and down the streets at festivals and parades. So like summer movement is a lot less about structured indoor routine activities like weightlifting or yoga. And it's a lot more about enjoying the out of doors while I can. I love that so much. I so relate. It's so beautiful. And just so beautiful, like mixing the two of like spending time with people you care about with movement and nature. Okay. Yeah. Um, That might be a little tip later if we get around to it. Can you increase your enjoyment of something by, I don't know, including other people that you enjoy? That's a great point. Which this kind of brings me to something we chatted about when we were brainstorming for the episode. We spoke about the things we do to take care of ourselves, even if it's not like our favorite thing to do, like physical Mm -hmm. therapy or brushing our teeth, which are pretty important things. And you were talking about doing the things – you said this one specific thing. You were like – it's about like doing the things you don't want to do so that you can do the things that you want to (laughs) do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Um, so I was wondering if you could like elaborate on your thoughts around that and like reframing movement. And yeah. 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 This is like maybe a little bit of an advanced topic, um, but it's the idea of, yeah, reframing your mindset about movement you enjoy. So obviously there are lots of questions you can ask yourself about to try to find movements that you do enjoy. But then there are other types of movement or exercise that you might feel like you need to do in order to live the life that you want to live. So like you mentioned, like your shoulder exercises that your physical therapist gave you, and they're not super exciting. They're not sexy. They're not necessarily fun. They're probably really tedious and repetitive. (laughs) And you probably do them at least a couple times a week. And maybe depending on your physical therapist, maybe a couple times a day, every day of the week. So it's like, is this making me want to sing from the rooftops? Probably not. But does this make my shoulder function in a way that now... I can go out and live the life that I want to live. Can I reach things from a top shelf? Like, can I carry a heavy load of laundry? You know, can I go swim in the water if I want to now because my shoulder has been rehabilitated or I've been doing this physical therapy stuff? So maybe those things are things that do make you want to sing out from the rooftops like swimming or, you know, carrying heavy cat litter because you love your cat or whatever. Those things maybe you enjoy, but the only way you get there is by doing these more boring kind of self-care tasks, like maybe it's physical therapy, or maybe you do something to increase your cardiovascular system, or maybe you do something to strengthen your knees, things like that. 
I love that so much because just from like a personal experience of not being able to move my arm, like I literally couldn't clip my hair up. You know, I couldn't reach my mm-hmm. arm to that to like, oh yeah, I want to clip my hair up. I want to be able to wash my hair. Like doing these things that, you know, it's like you get down to that, like how much joy do those things bring you? How reliant are you on being able to use that part of your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a, a, like I just threw in there because I saw a post that you posted and I was inspired. So I've heard many people talk about how when they're stressed, they just are like, I just got to work out when I'm stressed. And Mm -hmm. I may have extremely recently (laughs) saw you posted about strenuous exercise when you're already stressed. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, I just thought it was like related to this episode, if you could just share briefly, you know, like what effect does that have on us if we're just like pushing ourselves in those moments? Yeah. So exercise is almost inherently stressful on the body and it's a quote unquote good stress. So that's normal. It's great. Like that's literally what it is. We grow from certain manageable amounts of stress being put on ourselves if we are able to cope with it. However, if you are already very stressed out and that could mean like literally your emotions are very stressed, you're very anxious, you're feeling very jittery, or it could be that you haven't been sleeping enough, or you haven't been eating enough, or you haven't been drinking enough water. And then also our stress levels uh, vary throughout the day. They ebb and flow throughout the day, which is also very normal. Um, Any of those factors could increase your stress level, which shows up um, in the form of cortisol in your body. And so if on top of any or all of those things, because all of those things are very normal in everyday life, if you add in a stressful workout, a workout that gets your heart pumping, a workout that gets your muscles really working hard, that just adds more cortisol and stress to your body. So you might not find the runner's high that you usually do. Maybe you start to get more stressed out. Maybe you start to feel worse. So there are certainly times when working out can relieve stress, but there is also a very real possibility that if you're already stressed, working out will only add to the stress in a non-manageable way. So it's not necessarily going to be the thing that toxic fitness culture promises you as another form of therapy, which that was me being sarcastic because exercise is absolutely not therapy. Um, Yeah. So you don't have to judge yourself for not quote unquote, relieving stress correctly the way diet culture and toxic fitness culture tell you that you're supposed to, or the good way or the right way is via exercise. That's so powerful. And I feel like that's not really talked about much, if at all, at least I don't hear people talking about it. And I, mm-hmm. I can like, when I saw you made a post about it, I, I was like, remembered so many times that I exercised when I was already super, super stressed. And I mm-hmm. felt worse after and I was like, mm-hmm. this didn't help. Like, why didn't this help? This is supposed to help. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I just felt so like wound up, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Um, I was inspired because somebody that I follow a lot, um, they're the other 23. They also have an Instagram and a podcast. And that's something that they harp on a lot. And then just today, it really resonated with me. And as with all of my posts, and I tell people whenever they comment, it's like, this is a reminder to myself as much as to anyone else. Like, just because this is already what I do doesn't mean I don't need to remind myself of these things every single day because it is a journey and not a destination, you know? Totally. I feel the same way with my work. Like I feel like I'm living it at this point, but talking about it all the time keeps reinforcing those Mm -hmm. things and gives me the ability to keep living that way. Because if I wasn't, I would just be absorbing the world around me and then I wouldn't be in that conversation about how I'm talking to my body and how I'm, you know, interacting with it. So Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. What would you say to someone who says they just don't like movement or exercise? How can they address why or what they don't like about movement? Mm -hmm. Well, first I would say, yeah, it makes total sense to me why you wouldn't like it. There are so many messages that were sent throughout our entire lives about what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it correctly and how at every turn you've probably been doing it wrong. (laughs) So yeah, it makes sense that you don't like it and that's fine and you don't have to like it. If you want to like it, if you want to learn a new way to engage with it, um, yeah, there's a few questions you can ask yourself, but this starts with taking all of the judgment away. So there's some questions and you can't judge yourself for the answers. And this is hard because that's what we do. We judge ourselves, we judge others. It's a practice, but ask yourself and honestly answer a few questions. Why don't you enjoy movement? And get specific. If you have specific instances from your past and it's like that moment is why I don't like it, or if it's just generally things, write everything down. And so then once you see, you know, what those specific things are, you can start to address them. So some of the super common ones, right? Some of, some of the super common reasons that people don't enjoy movement is that they get sore afterwards or that it takes too much time and they don't really have time in the day. And not only does it take time, But then if you're all sweaty afterwards and then you have to clean yourself up before you can go live the rest of your life, that takes, honestly, I could work out for 15 minutes and then it takes me another 45 minutes before I'm like ready to go to work or whatever, you know, that's a long time. Maybe you don't like the physical sensations that you experience when you're doing it. Um, maybe you're judging yourself while you're doing it. You feel like you look silly. Maybe you feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm bad at this. There's so many really common things that are going through our minds that make us not enjoy it. Um, but once you get to those specific answers, then you can account for that for yourself going, uh, going forward, you know, and 
one of the things that I love about your work is so many people don't like the physical sensations. They get uncomfortable. They're afraid they're hurting themselves, but they don't even really like know if it's hurting or if it's pain or if it's just like a new sensation. So a lot of the times I find that if people start to practice embodiment more, then they start to get a little bit more comfortable with one aspect that they don't like about movement so much. That makes a lot of sense. I, you know, you, you said something that I literally, well, two things. You said some people don't like it because it makes them sore. And I was like, mm-hmm. I literally never considered that someone wouldn't like it for that reason. And I feel like that's, well, obviously like due to diet culture, but because we're kind of like enjoy the burn and like after how it's like mm-hmm. everyone's always bragging of like how, how sore they are the next day. You know, uh-huh. but that would make total sense. I mean, all the reasons you said make sense, but that one I was like, whoa. Um, yeah. And also, I feel like you just like validated the little kid in me so hard because you said it makes sense that you don't like exercise. And I don't feel like I have a bad relationship with it now. Like I'm I like even I've been going to the gym sometimes and I enjoy it. You know, it's like on my own terms, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. didn't like but you were just like, it makes sense. And I was just like, it does? Like, it, it makes sense? <laughs> it does. It makes total sense. If your entire life you've been told that, like, either you're not moving enough or you're not doing it right or you're not good enough at it, of course it makes sense that you're like, okay, well, screw this. No, thank you. Like, yeah, totally, totally. makes sense. That makes so much sense. I also love that you mentioned the sore thing because it's like there's a double edged sword with that because some people don't like being sore. But then if you grew up sort of entrenched in toxic fitness culture, yeah, your view of soreness is this is a badge of honor. If Mm -hmm. I don't get sore, then it wasn't a good enough workout, which is then a whole nother, you know, can of worms about all or nothing or good enough. So there's so many reasons, but getting specific about what your reasons are will help you to be able to sort of overcome or step around or avoid those hurdles. Makes so much sense. Want to experience life as the version of yourself who unapologetically loves their body? The version of you who enjoys intimate moments without anxiety, wears whatever the hell you want, and gives yourself full permission to confidently go on the most amazing adventures life has to offer? If you resonate with this, I invite you to join the Embodiment Doula community. Be a part of a community where you will receive the tools and support you need to love your body without the side of diet talk and self-deprecation. This community is intentionally accessibly priced because it is so important to me that everyone who wants to let go of diet culture and learn to deeply love their body can join me on this journey. So join me and start stepping into loving yourself unapologetically today. Check out the episode description for more info. You had mentioned that there are like no real specific answers, just questions that everyone can ask themselves. And Mm -hmm. what are those questions that you've identified that those who may want to explore this more and find find movement that they can enjoy can start asking, get curious with? Yeah. So I've got five questions. So 
this, I recommend that people like write down or like type out on a Word document or something. Um, so question number one is to think back to your childhood and think about what you liked to do and not necessarily like what sports did you like to play or what movements did you like, but like, what did you enjoy doing with your time? Sometimes that is going to be something like movement. Maybe you did love to go run in a field behind your grandparents' house and climb trees and, you know, run around and blow bubbles or whatever. But maybe it's not. Maybe you liked to play inside with the dollhouse, you know, but just make a list to get your mind working about things that you do enjoy. Like what did you actually enjoy, whether it was movement or not? So that sort of primes the pump a little bit. And the question number two, what one-off novel activities have you done that you enjoyed? So we have all probably like gone on vacation and you splurged and you did that one thing, like maybe, you know, you went to a beach and you went snorkeling or something, or maybe whenever you went to go visit your friends who lived in the mountains, you guys went hiking together and it's not something that's part of your normal life, but you did do it once and you enjoyed it. So make a list of that kind of stuff. Again, priming the pump of like things that you do enjoy, but also like, yeah, I, I could see that there's a possibility of me being able to do that again. I might not be able to go back and be a child again, as with the first question, but like this is stuff that maybe I could do. The third question is, is there anything you've always wanted to try, but you haven't yet? So I know I follow a lot of like pole dancers on Instagram and I have never tried that, but I am always like, dang, you know what? That looks really fun. I might burn my leg, but also <laughs> maybe I won't. And it looks fun. And then I have somebody else who's like a rock climber. It's like, that looks like fun. So even though your brain is probably going to tell you all the reasons, I just did it myself. All the reasons that you shouldn't do it, like burning your leg on a stripper pole or something. Um, ignore your brain for right now. Just write down a list of stuff that you've always thought looked fun and you haven't tried it yet. The fourth question is, is there anything in your life that you already do that's movement that is not enjoyable? Is there any way that you can make it more enjoyable? So going back to our earlier discussion of doing things with friends, can you invite your friends to join you in some movement and maybe that would make it more enjoyable? Can you add music you love to something boring and maybe that would make it more enjoyable? Is there a way that you can take breaks in between the movement you don't enjoy and do little breaks of joyful something to make the whole experience more enjoyable? And then the fifth question, now that you've thought about all these different things you enjoy and different forms of movement, think about your current life and now realize do you actually already have some forms of movement that you enjoy that you hadn't considered movement before? 
because things like doing the laundry and doing the dishes and putting the dishes away and gardening and taking your dog out, those are all forms of movement. And we don't have to judge whether or not a gym bro would agree with us. They're not a part of this conversation. Toxic fitness culture and diet culture are not invited to this conversation. So I think after those five questions, you might start to get some maybe good ideas about how you can find some enjoyable movement. Those are really great questions. Thank you for sharing them with us. Oh, of course. That's amazing. Well, I hope you wrote down those questions. And if you did not, please go back and write them down because they will definitely start you on your journey of just being curious about yourself um, Mm -hmm. if you feel like it. If you don't, that's fine too. (laughs) Also, again, totally, totally fine. I love that. Well, is there anything else on this topic that you would like to share? I would just want to reiterate what you said at the beginning of the episode about everyone's movement and everyone's health and everyone's fitness is different. And yeah, I don't have the answers. You probably have the answers for yourself and you're probably the only one who has the answers. There is no one size fits all. And all of this is assuming that movement is even something that you want to add into your life or that you feel safe or comfortable adding into your life because yeah, you never have to exercise for the whole rest of your life. But if you want to, and you want to do it from a more healthy relationship, these are just a few ideas for you to get you to get yourself on your way. I love that so much. And I will be adding to this, but do you, I would love it if you share a little bit of like what you're doing at this point and just where people can find you. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Beaton and my website, DeannaBeaton.com. And that is D-E-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-T-O-N. You could cut that out if you want. I don't know if people spell things anymore. Um, but I am working on a one-on-one program called Get Into It Fitness. And it is a 12-week program where we work through the concepts of intuitive movement, which is something that I created, these specific principles I created myself based on the second pillar, which is intuitive eating, before moving on to the third pillar on body image work. And so it's a one-on-one program where we really together help you figure out how you feel in your own body in all three of these aspects. So you can find me on Instagram and my website to figure out how to work with me there. That's awesome. That's amazing. Cool. Well, yeah, till next time. Till next time. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode helped bring you some clarity or gave you something to feel into in your body. I want to leave you with this. Remember that no matter where you are on your body journey, your body is not the problem. That healing our relationship with our body takes time. And with little steps every day, you too can transform your relationship with your body. You can find me on Instagram at 
The Embodiment Doula. If you enjoyed this show, please rate it and review it wherever you are listening. Share this episode with a friend and check back next week for a new episode of the Embodiment Doula podcast. Thanks.